The Adrian Autry era of Syracuse basketball is officially underway. The press conference has concluded. Jim Beheim has now retired, and it is the Autry era in Central New York. What does that mean? What do we need to see? And what did we learn from the press conference today? All that and more. It's your Friday. Sit back, relax, and let's talk Syracuse basketball on your Locked On Syracuse Friday. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Happy Friday. It is your Locked on Syracuse Friday. And thank you so much for making Locked on Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Boy, what a, a 48 hours this has been. It is utter chaos. It has been crazy. It has been unbelievable. But the dust has started to settle, and we can start to see what is lingering on the horizon, what is in store for Syracuse basketball. The press conference today concluded uh, about an hour ago as I record this now. We're starting to figure some things out. The pieces are starting to fit, and we are starting to understand what the future looks like. The presser gave some answers that were, were up in the air and you weren't really sure about. And now you're starting to understand what it is within the Red Autry era in central New York uh, that you can start to expect. And some of the questions that were ongoing uh, yesterday and two days ago after the Wednesday press conference and all of that, you're starting to figure out some things. So first and foremost, Jim Beheim comes out, talks for a little bit, and he has retired. That is the term they're using. They're saying they were working through it. And that was sort of where all the awkwardness came from, right? They, they were in the middle of this discussion. Beheim and Wildhack meeting, uh, and Severud, I'm sure, was involved with that as well. That was ongoing, and that is per Beheim and, and per the press conference today, what made Wednesday feel so weird and feel so awkward, and that is sort of where things went. It was said that this was the plan. This is what Jim was thinking from start to finish, in quotes, didn't necessarily seem like he wanted to go, but that was the plan. And that is sort of where we go. Adrian Autry takes over. Reports have been saying that that was a little bit expedited, a little bit rushed because of the comments made Wednesday and how weird that sort of felt and sounded. And so today you get a little bit more formal of a goodbye to Jim Beheim. It was fun to see. It was interesting to see. It was this, you know, you sort of saw it a little bit after the devastation that was that Georgia Tech loss and that press conference, and he had that same sort of calm, composed demeanor today where it seems like he truly was reflecting and taking it in and and looking beyond and into the next steps of what Jim Beheim at Syracuse University has meant and what it will mean moving forward. As of now, right, Beheim and Wildak and Severu will be figuring out what his role with the university is as he moves forward and progresses. It has been said, he mentioned it today, he's been in Syracuse forever. 
and he does not plan on leaving. So you can sort of squash those. I didn't know if they were warranted rumors to begin with, but the ideas that Beheim might try and go coach elsewhere, you can squash that for now. Uh, he's staying in the 315, staying in central New York, uh, and will be a close, close supervisor. I don't want to say supervisor. That's the wrong word. Spectator at this point uh, in some capacity in the 315, which is fun. Good to have him back. Good to have him still here uh, and moving forward from there. Adrian Autry uh, takes over, and that was the succession plan. And, you know, it's been said for years, there is an ironclad plan. And I guess that's what the plan was. Autry was the guy that was sort of where things were going. Uh, Per a report I saw this morning from Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Alan Griffin said that the band is staying together. Jerry McNamara uh, and Alan Griffin uh, will remain the assistant coaches with Adrian Autry. Uh, So that is a good sign, right? A lot of conversations about McNamara leaving. I still think he might still leave, right? I think that's a guy that wants to be a head coach, can be a head coach, will most likely be a head coach in some capacity. Where he goes, not necessarily set in stone yet, um, but that is a conversation that is probably still ongoing. But for now, still on board, uh, the assistants staying together, that's a good sign. Uh, that As much consistency as you can get, given this change, I think will help. Uh, but Alan Griffin, not Alan Griffin, Adrian Autry. Sorry, the quote was from Alan Griffin. Adrian Autry today talking about you know, what things will look like moving forward. And a lot of questions asked in terms of, you know, what you've learned from Bayheim and, and where you go from there. Do you, you know, completely change everything up? What are your goals? All of these are questions that we're going to ponder for a while. And you got an early look at some answers for that. The pressing question, right? The two, three zone. One of the biggest questions that people will ask in a transition from coaches Autry says they're going to play a variety. They're going to mix things up offensively and defensively. It's time that they are going to to try and be a versatile team and do what they need to do in terms of putting themselves in a position to win. So that could mean some man. That could mean some 2-3. That could mean a 1-3-1. That could mean a box 4 plus 1. doesn't matter. They're going to try and mix things up, do what they can to put themselves in a position to win. It's crunch time, right? This transition needed to be fast. The transfer portal opens up on Monday, and I hope that the second Autry walked off of that podium today, transfer conversations, recruiting conversations, any conversation possible in terms of bringing some guys in for next year needs to start. Now, an interesting point made from Autry in this press conference, and he made the nod to the fact that every player on the roster this season has eligibility left. It's interesting, right? You don't know what Joe's going to do. You don't know what Jesse's going to do. You don't know what Judah's going to do. You don't know what guys that are potential transfers are going to do. But it's interesting to hear that every player has eligibility left. And it's 100% correct, right? The COVID eligibility, the blanket years, all of that chaos still still ensuing right now, still partaking right now, still witnessing what is happening with regards to that. Anybody could come back. You know, John Bull exits. Uh, we know that. I'm sure some other guys, in theory, will likely exit. I know there was some some mumblings, right, at this at this press conference. Judah Mintz wasn't there at the start, was there by the end. Benny Williams wasn't there. Uh, I believe Mike Waters said that he was in class. 
right? Student athletes, makes sense. He was in class. The one person unaccounted for right now, I don't know if you want to read into it. I don't know what you want to say about it. Uh, Chris Bell, from everything I've seen, was not there from all reports, from reporters, from video. No word on Chris Bell in any capacity. So if you want to read into that, do that. But that's all I'll say on that topic. It's a lot in that press conference and a lot to unpack and continue to unpack. You sort of got the more formal goodbye from Behan. You got the welcome of Autry. It seems a little bit better. Seems a little bit smoother. You sort of got that endorsement of Autry that that is Jim coming to terms with this. And Jim said uh, the last two days has been the most relaxed he's been in 47 years. So the big man enjoying retirement already. Good for him. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, things are, you know, they're not in a great spot program wise in terms of the last two seasons. But if some guys can stay, there, there is brightness on this roster. Uh, and to see Bayheim sort of come to peace with this and start to see a little bit smoother of a transition uh, is really nice and really cool. So let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk expectations. What does Adrian Autry need to do right now? Because there is a lot. And there are conversations that we'll continue to have. And we'll get it started uh, after we hear from our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It's midway point of the NBA season. and uh, Perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drain. FanDuel has endless types of bets. Spreads, money lines, totals, player props, bet points, bet rebounds, bet assists, bet the two-by-three. That's two three-pointers scored. In the first three minutes, I know I'm supposed to talk NBA, but we got the Players' Championship going on. Give me Scotty Scheffler, plus 430 right now live. Uh, I, I love the way he plays. Golf, fun to do. Plus 430, get a little juice on that, see what happens come Sunday. Plus, FanDuel, back to the NBA. Even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance. Get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. To learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, conversation. And this is a conversation that will be ongoing. But we know, and it was mentioned, there was urgency behind this coaching change. The portal opens up Monday. You didn't really have time for uh, a, a long, drawn-out head coaching ordeal. Would I have liked to see a national search? Yes. Is this presenting an opportunity at the smoothest possible transition? Also, yes. So I do think that if this is going to be a smooth transition, that this is the smoothest option, staying internal, staying with guys that your players know, uh, and, and moving from there. So if this stays smooth, this presents the best opportunity, and Red Autry is the guy for what could be the smoothest of transition options. But right now, Red Autry needs to hit the transfer portal, and he needs to hit it hard. And right now, because you've got positions to fill, and you're going to have conversations with players immediately, you got to figure out, is Joe coming back? Is Jesse coming back? Is Judah coming back? Is Bell coming back? Is Benny coming back? Is Taylor coming back? Basically, your entire rotation, Malik Brown, all of them, figure it out. 
you need to know this second what is happening because you have potentially, if Joe Jesse and Judah leave, three starting spots up for grabs, and that is a massive selling point to players in the transfer portal to come here, play now, start, and be a dog in central New York. It's a new era. It is the rise. Whatever you want to say in that pitch, you can offer starting spots and you can bring starting spots to the table for players in central New York, for Syracuse. You can offer that starting role. That's important. You need to figure out what is happening because you'll have a starting point guard, a starting shooting guard, and a starting center position up for grabs. Yes, Syracuse has Patty Casey. Uh, not Patty Casey, Patrick Carey, uh, Monir Hema, uh, William Patterson coming in, right? You've got size. Are any of them the Jesse Edwards replacement or is the Jesse Edwards replacement lingering in the portal? Your guards, right? You got Symir Torrance who maybe wants to come back. Who knows? Taylor switching to the two. Bell switching to the two. Who knows, right? You got two guard spots that you can offer for transfers. And that is something we'll deep dive next week is who are some of these potential targets? Who are some of these guys? But Red Autry needs to tell us right now that this is my program and things are fine and things are going to go back to what you want and expect Syracuse basketball to be. And he does that in a few ways. One of which is keeping the talent that is currently on the roster because there is talent on this roster. There is potential littered throughout this roster. There is growth that we've seen in the last six months from this roster. You got to keep your guys. You got to keep the talent that is there. And you got to go out and you got to make a splash in the portal. Get a big name guy, get a priority target or a late signee in the 23 class, right? Red said it in the presser today. I don't really care where the talent comes from. You got to be finding guys to come in, whether they're freshmen or they're veteran guys from the portal. You need to bring guys in, right? We're in a new era of college basketball. Transfers happen. Transfers in, transfers out happen. And I'll tell you who scores with a far, far greater frequency uh, in terms of becoming a great scorer is your transfers that have had success at smaller schools. Your top 100, right? Your, your best recruits that are true freshmen some of them pan out, but guys with experience, guys that have already scored at the Division I level, they pan out far more frequently than your top 100 recruits. I forget who it was. Uh, it might have been Jeff Goodman tweeted out early in the year talking about right the success of the top 100 recruits in terms of points per game versus the top uh, 100 transfers in terms of points per game. And the transfers trumped the recruits significantly, almost three or fourfold. So that is very important to know, right? You got to find these guys in the portal. And Red Autry can say, it's my time. This is back. We are good. All is fine in central New York by going out and bringing in a priority transfer target as soon as it's important. It's a big deal because this team needs a few pieces. It's got potential in there. It's got talent in there. This team needs a few pieces. And Adrian Autry needs to go out and get a couple more. I don't care where they're from. I don't care if it's a portal. I don't care if it's a late recruit in the 23s. You got to go out and make some sort of splash to say, yeah, 
I'm here. This is my team. This is now my town. I am the head man at one of the most historic basketball universities right now. Not right now, but in terms of coaching, in terms of a powerhouse for an extended period of time, maybe not historic, one of the most historic, but an incredible program that was and still can be. You got to start that now. You have to establish that precedent immediately. And that is where eyes with Red Autry are going to be, right? Your coaching staff, Jerry's on its staff for now, right? Until you tell me that Jerry is the head coach somewhere else, Jerry's on that staff. Jerry needs to be out recruiting. Transfers, conversations, uh, 23 guys, 24 guys. I don't care. Same with Alan Griffin. Go, get out, go find some guy, start chatting it up because you need to find people. Autry, get out of central New York, right? Your recruit is not sitting in the 315 at this moment, per my knowledge. Go find him because you got to make that splash immediately. And I think that goes such a long way in establishing that this is the norm and this is good and things are well and fine and fine and perfect and pretty and will return. You got to start that now. You've got to establish that and show that we're going to go out and we are going to get back to that level that the fans want to be at and run from there. A couple other things from the press conference that I think might be worth noting. Um, Wildak mentioned that there is going to be a big celebration for Jim, whether he wants it or not. He said, if Jim doesn't want it, he'll talk to Julie and get it set up. Uh, So there will be a big celebration for Jim a more formal goodbye than the very informal. uh, Thanks guys. Uh, You guys have been my fans for a long time. That's another note that I think is worth it in all of Bayheim's farewells. He has been so appreciative of the fans. Uh, And I I think that you're getting that reality uh, of his thoughts on the fans and how important they are to this team's success uh, and his success as a coach and how much they mean to him. Uh, in uh, the statement he released on Twitter about a half hour ago and what you've seen from him in terms of the closing remarks um, on Saturday against Wake Forest, uh, in terms of the closing remarks uh, in the press conference on Wednesday, appreciative of the fans. Uh, and that, that goes a long way, says a lot. Uh, it's a big deal. What else do we have here in terms of the press conference? Uh, The biggest challenge, and this was something that I wasn't huge on because I did just talk about how important going out and getting someone is. Autry was asked what the biggest challenge is right now. And he said, for right now, I don't see any big challenges. Noting uh, and and, and saying that, uh, you know, there's a long time before they play a game. If I'm being honest, I hated that answer. Hated. Because you are 1,000% in denial if you think there's no challenge right now. You are replacing a 47-year head coach. We've talked the accolades, right? National championship, five Final Fours, gold medals, uh, 20 Sweet 16s, right? 35 NCAA tournament appearances for Bayheim, 1,116 wins. That's a challenge. You are the coach replacing the coach. You are the coach replacing Mr. Central New York to steal Pitbull's name, Mr. 315. You are replacing Jim Beheim 
that is a challenge. You've got a team that has missed the tournament for back-to-back years only the second time in the last two decades. you got players you need to bring in. You've got players you need to replace. There are challenges right in front of you. From my eyeball to my glasses away, that's how close the challenges are. Yes, your first game is not for eight months. I get that. But to say that there's no challenges right now is insanity. And there is a challenge sitting right in front of you. And there's a challenge that spoke minutes before you at the press conference today. And there is, in the audience, a team of players that is a challenge right now that you got to make sure you keep and you got to make sure you supplement and you got to make sure that you make the changes in this program that fans have been calling for, that players have been calling for, that you need to see for Syracuse to get to the level that people want it to be at. That is a challenge and that is right here. It is not in November. Let's take one more break. Let's look to Twitter. Let's answer a few more questions that you guys have all posed. Uh, But before that, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all those fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. What makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. It's real chocolate. They're not messing with you. It's coated in chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, like peanut butter brownie, like coconut almond. I don't know how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is they're healthy 130 calories four grams of sugar 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around you used to have to wait for these to come in the mail you order them at built.com you can still do that if you want i'm fine with it but you can now get them at your local walmart that's a four bar box at your local walmart or if you're near a sam's club they got a 13 bar box there with their hit flavors brownie batter and churro and then you can thank me later all right Let's close this show out today with some questions from the Twitter sphere. Your concerns. What's going on? What is happening? Uh, let's take a peek. Where are we in terms of these? I believe there were 10 or 12 responses, so really cool to see that. Uh, we'll start with John Wells. Will counseling help with the torment of emotions I felt over the season? I hope so. It's been an emotional year, right? A lot of ups and downs, heartbreak, uh, losing big games, right? You, your season closes with uh, damn near a buzzer beater three to end the ACC tournament for you. And then 20 minutes later, Jim Beheim says, see ya. But he doesn't say see ya. And then two hours later, Wildak says, yeah, Jim, see ya. Counseling. Oh, it's been stressful. It's been emotional. It's been rough. Uh, yeah, so do what you need to do. Sit down, relax, have a beer, uh, find your remedy, enjoy, uh, and, and you know, cool down for a little bit while you got some off-season stuff. Uh, Tony Staffire, recruiting. Does this improve or maintain the status quo? This is a good question. It's a, it's a little bit too full. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, uh, Jim Beheim for a lot of people, and it has started to fade because the team has not had great success last few years, but Jim Beheim and Syracuse and the Dome, but a lot with Jim, went a long way with recruits. It meant a lot for Jim Beheim to reach out. And all of these players that you've heard from in the last, you know, 48 hours talking about Jim have mentioned how important that phone call has been or that first interaction where Jim tells you that you're a great player. You're legit. We want you at Syracuse. That goes a long way and did go a long way and would have continued to go a long way. But on the other side, and this was mentioned in some of our recruiting episodes, teams were poking that bear a lot. 
Syracuse would offer guys and guys would go on another recruit and the other or on another uh, visit and opposing programs would pry at that. You know, how long is Jim going to be there? Do you really want to go somewhere to lose your coach next year? How long is Jim Beheim really going to stay? Do you want to have to deal with that transition and a coaching search? And maybe you have to go transfer. That has been pried and whispered and, and provoked amongst recruits for the last few years. And that weight is off of the shoulders with regards to recruiting for Syracuse. The transition is happened right now. It's done. Beheim is out. Autry is in. You don't have to deal with that back and forth anymore, that confusion. So I think that 100% helps, but you do lose the name of Jim Beheim and a Hall of Fame coach and a thousand plus wins two different times and success, a national title. You got national titles on the bench, right? McNamara can talk to you about a national title. I think this helps and hurts it and you know it's going to be a few years before we truly understand uh where things go from there andrew daniels biggest topic has to be how do we bring in top level transfer portal guys to quickly revitalize the program with a one player 23 class spots are available it's a quick fix we can get two to three power five transfers uh, i don't know if there's going to be two or three power five transfers that come in uh, but i have been seeing so far and obviously you know conference tournaments haven't wrapped up this weekend is going to be chaos in terms of guys announcing. Next week is going to be chaos in terms of guys announcing. Uh, so you haven't really seen the Power 5 guys that are going to come in yet or could possibly come in. Uh, there are some lower-level guys that are 100% big-time players that are going to transfer and elevate. Uh, and that's something you've seen on a lot of teams, especially you know in, in the ACC. Pitt did it with a couple of guys from, from lower-level programs uh, transferring in and making a big impact. Uh, and some other teams have done it as well, right? It is happening. You're seeing guys from lower tier, you know, Division One programs who have had that success transfer and be big impact guys. So I don't know exactly how, but I do think, as I, I mentioned in our, our last segment there, being able to say, you know, we got starting spots open. We have play now, be a big time player, play almost 40 minutes a game spots available. And I think that goes a long way with a recruit. You throw some NIL money in there, Adam Weitzman, <laughs> a couple of collectives in central New York, find some guys some money, right? And that's not how you recruit, but that's how you recruit, right? You know, don't break the law when you're breaking the law uh, sort of ordeal. What happens there? Uh, Mike Vidal says three goals for Autry. One, play different defenses. He mentioned that today. That was said. They're going to mix it up. They're going to try and be versatile. They're going to do what it takes. Number two, play all of your guys consistently and let them go grow confident and learn their roles. Uh, we'll see what happens there, right? That's a November chat. Uh, and three, surround yourself with great coaches and listen to them. Uh, that's big. I, I think that next question is going to have to do with, right, you you promote an assistant, you promote your associate. Uh, you You got to fill another role right now, right? There's another coach lingering. And waiting and where it comes from i don't know could be an internal thing not an internal but a a local thing right look around central new york john beeline coaching at baldensville high school ryan blackwell coaching at liverpool high school preston shumper coaching at liverpool high school um coleman 
is uh, an assistant coach at Nottingham, I believe, right? This is local high school basketball. You got four former Syracuse guys um, coaching, or not Syracuse in terms of B-line, but um, three former Syracuse guys and the guy with Division One experience in Section 3 basketball, right? That's the 315. That's your local college or high school basketball. You go there. You go external. Who knows? Uh, but there is a lot of talent, a lot of that, you know, we've seen it so much, that community, that family of Syracuse basketball being discussed this week. It's there. It's local uh, if you want to do that. Uh, let's do one more. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There were conversations. I don't even want to talk about it, about Bayheim going to Georgetown. More of a joke than anything. Uh, that would have been hysterical. But uh, Bayheim staying in central New York. Um, and then. You know, let's call it. We're at our 29-minute point. We'll wrap things up. My parting thoughts today are, yes, I would have liked to see an external search. And I think you can do an external search and a national search in a two- or three-day window and still have yourself a coach announced on Sunday or Saturday and be ready to attack the portal on Monday. I also think you can do a national search and at the end of that national search, still determine that Autry is your guy. I have no issue with Autry being the coach. I would have liked a national search. See what happens. Maybe you get a com- or a call from someone you weren't expecting, right? Maybe you you bring in some talent. You bring in some different looks. And now you can merge that. Right, you got two guys that were brought up in terms of coaching and playing under Bayheim, And now you've got an alternate perspective. You can get that back and forth, that different idea. Uh, who knows? But you've got that. I would have loved to see it, but we're on the Autry train. Red Autry time. A new era has dawned in the 315. The sun is peeking up on the horizon. We're ready. We got a lot more to talk about, and we will talk about it. Transfer talk next week. It is going to be fun. It is going to be crazy. Uh, Selection Sunday coming up. ACC tournament continues to go on. Uh, maybe we'll do a bracket pool, a locked on Syracuse bracket pool. That would be fun. I'll try and find a prize, give something away. Uh, we could do something like that. Until then, thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today. If you're looking for more, right, we got one and done games happening all over the place. Check out Locked On College Basketball. Isaac, Andy, experts, players, coaches, anyone you want to hear from in Locked On or in uh in the college basketball landscape. I was featured on it uh, yesterday. How about that? Uh, give them a check out. Uh, If you're looking for more, thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe here. You can follow another video here. If you have not watched the Goodbye Bayheim video, uh, please do. Uh, I try to do my best to give a little tribute there uh, to the great uh, 47-year man, the six-decade man in the 315, who is not leaving. He's not leaving. He's still here, but in a different capacity. I'm Owen Valentine. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Uh, We'll talk. There will be a lot to talk about then. Enjoy.